I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. If this is John Helps You Write Better, which it is, and I'm John, which I am, I guess that means it's time to write better. In self-publishing right now, there's this thing happening, and I don't know if you've heard about it yet. You probably will in, in the coming days, weeks, months, depending on either on how much online you are or in, where in space you are online. It's called the soft cover revolution. And in order to really talk about this, in order to really make sense of it, we have to cover some basic publishing terms so that we can keep clear all the stuff we're talking about because a lot of this stuff sounds really similar and a lot of the argument they make is really kind of an overlapping Venn diagram that also seems like they're talking about one thing but they mean another but sometimes they do and sometimes they don't so it's it's not the greatest argument constructions which makes it really hard for people to get on board but let's start by defining some terms and then we'll see where this takes us the soft cover revolution is the idea that in self-publishing the new, hot, trendy, popular kind of physically printed on-demand book has a soft cover. Now, that is different than a paperback. They're making this distinction. Here's where things get messy. Technically, arguably, all soft covers, even all hard covers, are paperbacks. They're they're made out of paper. They're made out of cardboard. They're made out of paper pulp. They're made out of the same material. It's simply a matter of construction. And I know that argument is sort of like saying, um, well, everything is made out of atoms. It's just different arrangements of things. But there's there's a point here to this. There, there's this idea to soft cover versus paperback because they're associating paperback with the idea not of familiar, not of uh, long-standing in the same sense that you have hardcover and paperback. They're immediately equating paperback with cheap. Cheap production, cheap book, cheap idea, poorly written, all that negative association. They are immediately saying, ah, oh, paperback book, you must be a shitty writer. You must be, you know, bad at this. Now, I should point out just before we go any further that the majority of this argument, the majority of this soft cover revolution is coming out of a notoriously uh, cannibalistic genre in romance writing. Romance writing for a very long time dominated paperback publication in Harlequin romance and the sort of ripped bodice, big Fabio on the cover kind of romance books that you'd see at checkout lines in the book aisle of stores and and dominating everything because it's supposed to be a, a paperback book as intended is intended to be portable and sort of disposable or at least more so than a hardcover which is thought to be you know sort of treasured and cherished but instead of making it this thing where it's just like oh I can throw this in my 
bag. I can carry this with me. It's no big deal if the spine creases or if it gets a little beat up because it's a paperback and it's not an indication of the story. It's an indication of just the thing the story is wrapped in, essentially. What we're left with and what we have is the idea that that's cheap and bad all of a sudden. And romance is so frequently looking for the like the Highlander kind of solutions. There can be only one and and everything else is a contest and everything else is sort of this very aggressive Thunderdome kind of, you know, two books enter, one book leaves. Somebody's got to be better than somebody else. Schoolyard childishness. So they don't like paperbacks anymore. So what they want is a soft cover. Now, here we go. A soft cover sounds an awful lot like a paperback because, you know, it's soft and bendable. But it is of slightly thicker paper weight and paper quality than a paperback book. This is a real shades of gray kind of thing. Because if you were to go to small POD printers and ask them, hey, let me, you know, let's talk soft covers, some of the things they're going to talk about when they talk about paperweight and thickness and feel and texture are going to look surprisingly and absolutely positively like a paperback book. There, there's, there are such subtle shifts here. It's tiny, it's small, uh, this is a few millimeters thicker, uh, this is a certain texture, this is a certain brightness of the paper or a certain tint to it. It is such a minor thing. But of course, as any group is wont to do, a minor thing becomes a major thing because they can't attack the other elements of the argument on the merits. They can't. You can't figure out a way to standardize and hyper-coordinate all the good qualities, I'm making air quotes, all the rules of what should be, air quotes, a real romance. You can't. It's not like forming a union of people and we all sort of agree to behave under the same kind of cooperative ideas. It's, it's creative. It's variable. It's, you know, everybody's romance is going to be a little different. And you can't make a creative decision when it comes to... Um, how something is like my story and your story are both valid as stories really what we're talking about is craft what we're talking about is like how well you have done the thing and that even that's still really subjective because you, it's not enough to just be technically accurate with our grammar though that is part of this argument the idea that if you're writing a you know, an intentionally soft cover book we'll get there in a second you have to know how to write well but the the problem with that is you can put any kind of cover you want on any kind of book and it just doesn't matter so the whole argument of oh the grammar has to be good grammar alone isn't enough and oh we have to earn our cover no you don't that's dumb too that just doesn't make any sense it is a senseless us versus them argument this idea that well this is you know the good writers do it this way sure fine let's just agree that good writers do it one way and bad writers do it another the cover in the manufacturing of the book has nothing to do with the authorship within the book you don't earn a cover you don't earn uh, uh, anything you earn income and that's about it 
this whole idea is predicated on the uh, predicated on basically an argument online that I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a way that doesn't sound really petty, but there's ultimately no way of getting around the pettiness. Some group of authors didn't like what other authors wrote, so that in order to attack them and and sort of like shit all over them, since they couldn't attack the merits of the story because fundamentally the hetero romance community is pretty much telling 57,000 flavors of the same story. Here is a woman. Here is a man. We're going to alternate between their points of view. They're going to fall in love. There will be a slight plot obstacle that their romance and relationship have to overcome. One of them fundamentally changes. They fuck a few times, and then we're done. Like, that's the hetero romance story in a nutshell. It's it's not very subtle. It's not very varied. And when you do vary it, when you do try and change it the uproar and tumult people give you is substantial. So there's this group of authors who say, you know, that their versions of the bad boy trope, the friends to lovers trope, the enemies to lovers trope, the, you know, dubious consent group, whatever their trope du jour is, they they have their ways, they write books, and anybody who doesn't sort of, you know, write books in their way with their tropes to their liking is bad or wrong. And one of the further ways they can reinforce this, um, this segregation, this separation, this pettiness, this bullshit, is to further not only talk about how, well, they're not using the right tropes, there are no right tropes, you write whatever fucking story you want, you know, they're not telling this kind of story this way or that way. It's, oh, well, also their covers suck. Now, I don't know if their covers suck. I don't know if the imagery on there or the titles are bad. I don't know. I'm not going to investigate all, you know, all the different variations here. I just know that as an overall argument, complaining that you don't like somebody else's cover and therefore because you don't like their cover that their book has to be garbage is literally judging a book by its cover and it it doesn't get you anywhere like nobody benefits here there is not a need for a soft cover revolution you could just publish any old book any way you want and honestly really and truly if you're trying to be as sensitive and aware and as conscious or as I'm making air quotes again as woke as you know the very public mouthpieces of the romance community want to be you wouldn't be printing physical books because you'd be aware of the environmental impact of that production process you'd be aware of worker exploitation in that publication and you'd be focused more on providing quality digital content that has lower overhead therefore you're able to more maximize your your you know savings your winnings your earnings whatever you want to call them it's better to go all digital it's better to move into other forms of medium the physical printed book is lensed in whole nostalgia but we're going to talk about that tomorrow the the point I'm trying to make is the soft cover revolution isn't so much a soft cover re- revolution as it is a soft cover series of complaints by some people who don't like what other people are doing. It's fundamentally childish. It is no different than saying, oh, those people have cooties. They're not allowed to sit at our lunch table anymore. It's pointless. It is in my brain festering around and now I've at least exercised some part of it. So know this. If you've heard about the soft cover revolution or if somebody in your circles, not just romance writers, but anybody, especially in the self-pub side, if everybody, you know, if you if this term comes up or this idea comes around, 
just nod your head and go, uh-huh, and then go right back to business as usual. Because ultimately, this doesn't matter. This doesn't need to be a hill anybody comes close to dying on. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about why physical books are nostalgia traps. I'll talk to you then. <laughs>